Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Hey, I'm your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, hey, if this is your first time listening to this show, you are most certainly in for a treat because our mission here is very simple, very, very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. So, guys, look, we are set to have an awesome time today. Um, as you guys may have kind of picked up, we have been bringing more and more of a word to you about real estate investing. You know, there's always questions, always a thought about how it works and what, is, what it is. We want you to understand, first and foremost, there is no one size fits all. That's number number one. Number two. Most people believe or perceive how real estate investing works or the advantages and all this other stuff that goes along with it. They may not have it the way that it actually is. So today we have with us none other than Tom Dunkel with Bell Rose Storage Group. Tom, how are you doing today? Hey, Corwin, I'm doing fantastic. I love your energy, man. I can feel it from here. <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome. I greatly appreciate that. You know, we tell people we got a word from, so we're going to bring it in in good spirit, in very good spirit. So Tom, if you don't mind, we were talking behind the scenes a little bit about what it is that you do, but if you don't mind, tell our listeners a smidgen about yourself. Like where are you from? What got you to real estate in general? And specifically what, you, what got you to real estate investing? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm coming to you uh, from Wayne, Pennsylvania, which is outside uh, Philadelphia, home of the 6-0 and uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, the fighting Phils, who uh, just took down the Atlanta Braves, uh, and they're headed to the NLCS against the Padres. So yeah, we're we're pumped up here in the Philadelphia area. Not only about sports, but uh, you know we love working with our real estate investors. Uh, we love to share with them, uh, you know, what we're seeing out there in the marketplace. But my story, real quick, Corwin, is uh, I was a corporate America guy for a number of years. I was. Uh, out there uh, doing mergers and acquisitions and corporate finance stuff. I'm a finance nerd by training, you know, the Excel spreadsheets and all that. 
mm-hmm. uh, but I had a, a great foundation in that uh, in that kind of underwriting and building those projections and those models and, and doing that kind of due diligence, which has served me well since I left corporate America in 2006. You know, all of a sudden, time's flying. It's almost 17 years ago. I've been in and around, you know, different things within real estate. So like a lot of folks, I started out as a wholesaler and a, and a, mm-hmm. a fix and flipper. I uh, had some rental, residential rental properties. And so, I, you know, I think it's a great place to start. I have to say, I'm glad I'm not in that business anymore, <laughs> uh, but I've graduated along the way. Uh, we started a hard money lending business a while back, uh, which uh, actually we've since uh, closed down. I'll get to that more in a minute, but we have a, a vacation rental business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're doing Airbnb stuff up in the, it's called the Pocono Mountains, which is yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which is a, a great spot uh, between north of Philly and west of New York City. So during COVID, when everyone wanted to get out of the urban areas, that business really took off. So that was a lot of fun. But what we're what we're really loving right now, Corwin, and for the past several years is self-storage. Love to talk more about that as we go, but that's uh that's kind of the the short and sweet thing about about my uh my background and how I got here today. So self-storage, my first <laughs> thought, right? So the first <laughs> thought is these doors these roll up and roll down doors mm-hmm. and the locks on them and the gated yard and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're metal boxes with concrete floors and roll up doors. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And people can't. So kind of give me and I'm sorry, you know, people really they don't think about, you know, somebody owns those places. And sure. in turn, in the ownership of those places, there's a revenue stream that's created because of it. And I'm going to say this and, and come back around to this question, Tom, but we are people now that we, look here, the word sounds negative, but we hoard stuff. We keep everything. <laughs> yeah. So there's a fundamental need for what it is, that you, the service that you that you provide on top of it being an investment opportunity. Yes, no? Oh, 100%, Corwin. Yeah. Uh, we Americans, we love our stuff. And you know, we'll pay thousands of dollars over a period of a few years to store hundreds of dollars worth of junk that nobody wants. <laughs> look, that's it. Cause in my mind, I'm looking, I look, I'm looking, I'm thinking about my garage at home and, and the fact I just went and got a, a storage unit not too long ago to try to get some of that stuff out yeah, of. Right. And at the end of the day, like, look, can I really just yeah. get rid of it? Do yeah, I really right. Mean? I mean, you're saving it for the kids and the grandkids or whoever. But, you know, end of the day, do they really want it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. So what got you into a storage units? And mm-hmm. can you kind of frame, I guess, what is what I'll say is probably what's either most unique or more unique about that type of investment than, say, a residential single dwelling? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, as I touched on earlier, I've I've been involved in lots of different asset classes along my journey, you know, residential uh, rentals and you know, multifamily stuff. And but and the other business we've been in for a while is we've purchased pools of uh, distressed residential mortgages. But mm-hmm. those businesses uh, are are very up and down, right? So our distressed debt business, like when it's when it's good, it's really good. But when it's down, you know, we could go, you know, for a long period of time where that business will be down. So for years, we've been trying to find something to balance that out, right? So we wanted to find something that was steady, you know, a lot more predictable, financeable, had some tax advantages. And so as we as we continued, you know, trying these different asset classes, like I mentioned, the hard money lending, et cetera, 
when we found storage, it was like, bing, you know, just the, you know, multiple light bulbs went off like, hey, this is it. It's steady. So here's a stat for you, Corin. For 40 years, for 40 years, I don't know if you were alive back then. <laughs> I was, I was you're yeah, a little, I was little probably pretty big by then, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, 40 years, uh, at least that's as far back as the data goes that we have. But for 40 years, the occupancy rate at self-storage facilities across the country has gently meandered between 80 and 90%. So what does that tell you? It's steady income, right? It's varying up and down. And think about 40 years, right? We've had, we've had recessions. We've had great recession. We had, we've had bubble times and boom times, right? We've had all these different economies, but through all of that, uh, self-storage has been very, very steady. So it generates that consistent income. Another thing to note is in self-storage, the default rate on loans is approximately zero. If you look at, you know, hotels and office and multifamily, they all pretty solid too, but they're all way, way higher. Self-storage is approximately zero. So that tells me it's a safe place to park some money because they don't go into default. (laughs) And uh, so that, that tells you that that cash flow that consistently is coming into there into the business is paying the debt at a minimum, and then of course you know we have leftover to to pay our investors and of course into it you know to make some money ourselves. So we love those uh, those couple of metrics. So one of the first things I was, as I'm listening and, and processing and, and taking in the information, one of the things that I just thought about is that this type of property really and truly doesn't have a tremendous amount of maintenance. I mean, you're not dealing with clogged. I mean, granted, you may have an office with, you know, that you might have a toilet or bathroom in, but you're not fixing plumbing issues. You're not fixing electric. Well, you may have an electrical issue, but that's industrial electrical, electrical. But nonetheless, you're not dealing with the nuances that you may deal with in, say, a traditional single family dwelling setting. Am I Am I correct? You are spot on. And that's, uh, you know, that's definitely ranks high on the list of things that we like about self-storage because, you know, tenants can be tough, right? Tenants, toilets, trash, all that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, we substantially avoid all that because you're right. Our facilities do have offices Mm -hmm. um, that do have plumbing, but we're typically, you know, not being called out at, uh, you know, three o'clock in the morning for a, Mm -hmm. for a maintenance call. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's all, that all can be managed very, very well. And like we touched on a few minutes ago, it's it's metal boxes with concrete floors and roll-up doors. There's not a lot that can go wrong there. Of course, you know, we have doors that need to be repaired mm-hmm. or someone might be moving in and they'll back their U-Haul into a door mm-hmm. or the side of the building. You know, something like that can happen. But you're spot on. For the, for the most part, the maintenance is very, very reasonable. And, and not only that, the capital expenditures, right? So because I do invest in, in multifamily as well as a, as a passive investor, but uh, those deals always have a pretty healthy capital expenditure budget because they want to go in, they want to spruce up the place, they want to mm-hmm. swap out, you know, the for mica for granite, they want to mm-hmm. upgrade the lighting package, you know, they want to do the window treatments and paint and mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things. We don't have that in storage. You know, our capital expenditures are typically around making sure that the the fence and the gate are secure, adding uh, security cameras so that people, our customers feel like, you know, their goods are secure. 
And then we do some spruce up things to to give it the curb appeal. You know, so we'll clean things up, make sure that you know trash is picked up. But mm-hmm. you know, substantially, you're you're spot on. Yeah, it's very very low maintenance kind of property. You know, so let me ask you this. So let's let's get I guess a little bit further over on the investing side of it. You mm-hmm. know, operations that makes perfect sense. So people look to this type of investment. My assumption is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but my assumption is you put together probably a lot of what we refer to in, well, you know what it is, but for our listeners, guys, we refer to this as joint ventures. So you probably assemble a number of investors together to purchase, basically go in as partners or in a partnership on the unit, some of the units that you guys purchase, correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, we put uh, we call it a syndication. That's the fancy term for it. So we put a syndication, which is basically a group of investors together, and we carve out a piece for ourselves for putting, you know, finding the deal, doing the due diligence. A lot of times, me and my partners will sign for the debt uh, for Mm -hmm. the property, and then we'll of course take on responsibility for the day to day operations. And so we'll we'll get a kind of a larger chunk for that. But yeah, we're bringing in passive investors that are looking for. investment in secure you know, real estate, right? A hard asset. It's not going to zero mm-hmm. uh, that's generating cash flow. And it also provides tax advantages. Of course, you know, folks who are interested in, in real estate love the tax advantages, which is you know, writing off that depreciation against your income. So I love when at the end of the year, when, when I get my K-1, you know, my tax statement as be, for being a partner in a, in a real estate deal, at the top, I've got my income that I'm going to be taxed on. And sometimes that number can be really low or even negative because of the mm-hmm. depreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the lower down on that K1, there's the distribution box. And that mm-hmm. box is always a lot higher <laughs> than the income box. So I'm getting cash, right? I'm getting mm-hmm. cash in my pocket, but I'm paying taxes on a much lower number. So I love that. Yeah. And that's one of the things, you know, for for you, our listeners, guys, you know, there's, again, a number of different ways, quote unquote to, you know, invest in real estate. And it's important that you understand that there's, again, no one size fits all. There's different property and product types and, and, and different types of ways to do it. So as Tom is talking about, as we're talking about now on the show, we're talking about syndication. You put together a syndicate. Don't that sound like something gangster about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, in so, a good way. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. So, you know, you put together a syndicate and, and you make these acquisitions. So, you know, Tom, for, for someone, matter of fact, let me not get too far gone because I want to make sure we get this in. For our listeners, guys, Tom got something extra special for you. So, Tom, look, I'm not going to steal your thunder. <laughs> what is it? What is it that you have for our listeners here today that they can take advantage of. Sure, sure. Uh, thank you, Corey. Yeah, so I'd love for folks to go to our website, bellrosestoragegroup.com. We have a free resource there. You don't have to give your name, phone number, email, anything. It's just for free on our homepage there because we just we want to be able to give back to the investor community. What it is, it's an ebook called the uh, it's called the Safe Investing Checklist, and it's a resource that I've developed over time. By being an investor myself, the lessons I've learned, the mistakes I've made, but the good decisions I've made, the good things that have happened. But I know people out there might be struggling, you know, maybe uh, they don't have time to go and find their own real estate deal, or they don't have time to go to the to the mastermind groups like that we belong to, to learn about self-storage, et cetera, et cetera. But it, 
you know, they have some money, they want to put it to work in real estate. So this is a checklist of questions basically to ask Corwin. And it's called the SAFE method because it's SAFE is an acronym. S stands for sponsor, which is gives you a series of questions to ask about the sponsor. So for us, you know, you're gonna ask questions about, you know, Bellrose Storage Group. What is your what is your background? What's your track record? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about your team. You know, how do these deals work? You know, what do I need to know about you? Those kinds of mm-hmm. things. And ultimately, Corwin, the question is, can I sleep well at night as an investor, knowing that Bellrose Storage Group has my hard-earned money? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a key. That's really at the end of the day the, the key question. A is for asset. What is the asset that you're investing in? If you do a deal with us, if you participate with us, you're buying membership interests in an LLC mm-hmm. that owns a self-storage facility. And mm-hmm. then you get your your pro rata, you know, your your share of those of those benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to ask, I'd love somebody who's investing in like cryptocurrencies. Tell me what is the asset you're investing in? I'd love to, I'd love to know. But that's we'll leave that for another episode. Uh, F is for financials. So what are the financial projections? Are they realistic? Has this sponsor delivered on those kind of financial results in the past? And not only that, but for you personally as an investor, you know, what percentage of your investable cash does this represent? Is, and are you comfortable with that? Because you don't want to put your, all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm-hmm. And then E is for exit. How do you get out of this thing, right? It's not like you can go to schwab.com and click, click, click and sell your position in a Bellrose storage group deal. So you, you need to be comfortable having your capital tied up for a, a certain period of time. And not mm-hmm. only that, you need to be comfortable with what is the actual exit? Does the property need to sell for you to get your money back? Mm-hmm. Does the property need to be refinanced? You know, what is that event that's going to create that cashed that's going to then be sent back to you? And mm-hmm. again, ultimately with all of these, you know, sponsor, asset, financials, exit, are you comfortable? Can you sleep at night understanding you know, what's going on with this, this deal? So really tried to keep it, this resource, you know, very usable. I would love for people to use it as a workbook as they're looking at a deal that comes across their desk. You know, they can use it as a checklist and go down and say, yep, I talked to the sponsor about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what the asset is. I know what the financials is. I know what the exit strategy is mm-hmm. and just go through all those, through all those uh, questions. So it's at bellrosestoragegroup.com and just scroll down to the bottom of the first page. So, you know, for our listeners, guys, you know, Tom, while you were talking, I went to the website. I downloaded it just, just, okay. that, just that quick. Um, OK, good. <laughs> you know, because, so, so, guys, look, we you know, we want to go get this resource. You know, everybody doesn't have, quote unquote, a gift to give. We're supposed to enter in with with gifts. So, you know, Tom has brought a gift. He come on exit strategies, guys, and brought y'all a gift. So y'all please make sure that y'all go and download it. And use it so you can get some understanding outside of, you know, this is something. So, you know, Tom had conversations for a while about, you know, bringing people together to do similar model, not necessarily with self-storage. Didn't even think about that. So let me ask you this broad question for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Do you coach people on this process? Obviously, you're going to educate them if they're investing with you. But if they're investing with you or not, or do do you coach people Mm -hmm. on how to form syndicates and, and put deals and things together? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Corbin, I, I don't have like a coach. I'm not a coach. I don't have a coaching program per se, <laughs> but sure. I love talking to people about what we do and investing and the, you know, the lessons I've learned along the way that, you know, the stupid things I've done and the, and the, and the smart things I've done because I've done a little of both, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm happy to, you know, if anyone wants to reach out through our website, I think there's a contact form there. I'm ha- happy to spend some time just going over whatever questions they might have, you know, look at a deal, you know, just help give a little, little guidance. Uh, Cause as I get a little older, a little grayer there, Corwin, you know, I am looking at more and more, you know, how can I give back? Right. And mm-hmm. so I think one of the ways I'd, I'd love to give back is to be that resource, be that mentor, be that teacher, mm-hmm. may not, maybe not an official coach, but, you know, mm-hmm. just somebody that can, uh, you know, just help, help guide others along. And I'd love to help anybody out there, you know, reach their wealth goals, whether it's through me and Belra's storage group or just uh, on their own. Cool. Well, look, we really appreciate that. So, you know, Tom, before, you know, we get too far gone in the show, I want to make sure I take an opportunity of liberty now to make sure people get to get your content information. So, you know, we've already said Belrose Storage Group, so y'all can go there. But Tom, um, is there any other information, phone number or social media handle? You our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, my email is tom at bellroseam.com. That's short for Bellrose Asset Management, which is our umbrella company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so happy to you know field emails there. We have uh, other podcast episodes on our Facebook page, which mm-hmm. if you go to Facebook and, and search for Bellrose Storage Group, you can see all of our podcast episodes there. We also have other articles and resources there just to, you know, again, try to, you know, help folks get educated. But yeah, happy to, you know, get in touch however, however it works for folks. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Tom, look, thank you so much for that piece of it. Mm-hmm. So you may mention of, and, and this is something I don't want necessarily the horror story that um sends people. <laughs> you know, so matter of fact, so it's the holiday season, you know, Halloween and all that stuff. And, you know, we're getting close to Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my neighbors, they take we have, you know, in our neighborhood, we have three guys that dress up like Jason, Freddy Krueger and <laughs> Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> right. And, and they literally walk through the neighborhood and stuff at night. Right. It is. Yeah. If you mess yeah. around to come around the corner the wrong way, man, yeah. you some, either somebody called an ambulance for you. Somebody got to clean up after you. Whichever one you <laughs> right. Have. Right. Right. So one of my neighbors down the street and their dormer has Michael Myers in the, in the upstairs window in the dormer with mm-hmm. a spotlight on him. So if you're coming down the street, me going home, you mess around and just turn and look up at the window, <laughs> it'll, it'll straight freak you out, right? <laughs> it is priceless. It's hilarious. Right. Um, so we don't want that particular type of horror story um, here. But, you know, you made mention of lesson learned. That's something, that's the advantage that people have in reaching out and communicating with people instead of trying to read something on social media or watch a video on YouTube or something because a person mm-hmm. on YouTube ain't telling you how they failed doing it a different way. So you won't try to modify what they did to do it the way that they completely or utterly failed. But if you could share with us a story, one of these deals that just didn't go that way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few for sure. I'll share with you something easy that anybody can do that could save you $50,000. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. you said you you started with 50 and you added a thousand to it that's beautiful let's go (laughs) yeah fifty thousand. so 
And actually, this is this is part of the reason that this safe investing checklist came about. Okay. Uh, because years ago, I came out of corporate America. I had a pretty solid career there. I came out with some money in the bank, and I was starting to do some investing. And uh, found this group that was uh, they had a hard money lending fund, and I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, they're secured by real estate, and they're you get your payments out of the borrower payments. I mean, it was very simple to get my head around. Problem was, I never Googled the sponsor's name and company. And if I had done that, now I'll give myself a little bit of a pass here because this was going, this is going back to before, you know, that was top of mind to just start Googling stuff. It was, you know, this was going back, you know, 12, maybe 15 years ago. But had I, Googled the sponsor and his and the company name, I would have seen that they had several lawsuits out there where they had misappropriated investor funds. Mm-hmm. And so sure enough, that's what happened to me. I invested fifty thousand dollars and that was it. That went bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Uh so <laughs> that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. especially when you know we had just come out of the great recession i was tra- you know i was in rebuilding mode there cuz i got you know i got crushed pretty good in the in that whole downturn okay. so yeah so that was that was a tough lesson for sure so you definitely use those resources at your disposal to you know find out as much as you can about the sponsor about the deal etc so that's a pretty easy one i know people are probably like of course now i google everything all the time but yeah yeah. Back then it was, it was not, it was not the same. But, and I guess know, along those lines, uh, it, if you're getting ready to hand over some cold, hard cash to somebody, that gives you the right to ask whatever questions you want. Right. So you don't be shy. Just you, ask away. It's funny you should say that. Cause I have this saying as it relates in, in the real estate um, space in the industry, you know, I pay membership dues and, you know, pay all these fees and all this stuff. And I mm-hmm. tell them, I said, my money and my mouth go together. So, you know, right. if I get my if I get my money, then my mouth come in too. So, you know, when, when, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I love that. I'm gonna yeah. use that. I'm gonna steal yeah. that. <laughs> please, please do. It is it is my gift to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But you know, one of the things though, Tom, is is just that, guys. So for our listeners, you know, guys, as we work to wrap up the show, we want you to make sure that you one, an investment opportunity, guys, is not child's play and it's not necessarily something that is always going to make perfect sense, but you need to make sure that you have an understanding, not only what the project or, or an opportunity is, but you need to also understand the risk. Because see, sometimes we stop with a basic understanding of the project and you know understanding of the opportunity. We look at how much money we can make, but we don't understand how much money we can lose. For our listeners, guys, you have to make sure that you tie in that third piece of understanding also the risk. Anytime you're investing in real in, in anything, real estate or anything else, you know, there is a, a risk of loss. That's why it's an investment. Putting money in the bank is safe. Going to your acronym, it's safe. The government is going to insure it up to a certain dollar amount. And when you reach that dollar amount, you put it in another bank. But <laughs> 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 insure it. So right. but outside of that, the fundamentals, guys, make sure you understand the risk because there's no such thing as a sure thing as relates to real estate investing. Tom, again, your contact information, how can people reach you? Sure. Uh, Well, there's a contact form on our website, bellrosestewardsgroup.com, or you can email me directly at tom at bellroseam.com. That's short for Bellrose Asset Management. And uh, yeah, love to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. Tom, again, thank you so much 
for being a part of Exit Strategy Radio Show family, for being a guest on our show, for helping um, to educate people and for sharing your story. We look forward to having you back soon because we maybe want to delve a little bit deeper in some of your projects. And let's talk about maybe how some of that money moves and where the opportunity is for some of our listeners. I'm pretty sure they'll get a kick out of that. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to come down and maybe uh, talk about it over some uh, low country boil. What do you think about that? Look here, my man. I'm in. Hold on. You see this belly right here? I'm in, man. Look here. Let's do it. Let's let's make sure we get that set up. It sounds so, great. Everybody, our listeners, guys, please thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you again for listening to this show. Thank you for being, you know, a part of, quote unquote, our family and allowing me to be a part of yours. As I always say to you guys, I'm in closing. I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.